0: Son of God, eternal Savior, you're listening to Law and Gospel on this Rumination Tuesday, January the 29th in the year of our Lord 2019. Closer and closer to Christmas, right, Pastor Smith?
1: (laughs) Yes, I suppose so. You suppose so? (laughs) Well, yeah, we are getting close to next
0: Christmas. (laughs) Yes, we certainly are. (laughs) Son of God, eternal Savior. This is a, a hymn done by Somerset Lowry. Got to be an Englishman. Well, he actually had it published in the February 1894 issue of Goodwill. And thereafter was in the Christian Social Union hymn book in 1895. Hmm. And uh, there were slight alterations made, it was actually word made flesh that was changed to son of man in the first and last stanzas updating of the language. And the hymn arrangement is by Julius Rotgen from the hymn book of the Anglican Church of Canada and the United Church of Canada. So yes, this was in English, so we don't have our favorite translator here.
1: No, afraid not. But no. it is—it's it, one of my, one of my favorite hymns. I, I like—I like this hymn. I, I use it quite a bit.
0: Yes, in fact, uh, when we were just looking for it to play, it was a different tune, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, and you told me that, and then we looked for the right one. So, it's interesting. This is the season of Epiphany, and yet it's under. Snow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's
1: well. Let's see. What's it? It's under society. Yes, yes. Society. Uh, society is the is the subtitle there at the top of the page. How do you understand the category of society for hymns? Well, I no. I think of it as uh, well. Uh, uh, renewers of society. I think. Um, oh, I think how Christians live out. Uh, their, their Christian faith. Yeah, that's what, what kind of marks, distinctive marks, they can make on their community and society, living the Christian faith. That's that's how. And I that I would
0: also include works of mercy. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. And, so and this hymn talks a lot about that. Too. I know. Stanza one, please. All right.
1: Son of God, eternal Savior, source of life and truth and grace, Word made flesh whose birth among us hallows all our human race. You are head who throned in glory, for your own will ever plead. Fill us with your love and pity, heal
0: our wrongs and help our need. So particularly that last point gets into society, heal our wrongs and help our need. Right. In fact, uh, you were just mentioning to me that we really have some wrongs in this uh, country. Uh, what did New York just adopt? Well, they just, uh, they just passed an, uh,
1: another abortion law. Talking yes. about, you know, I, I suppose it's, I don't know all the particulars. I've heard different views. But I, what I did hear is that they were cheering. They were actually cheering when this law passed. Yes. If you can imagine this, it's terrible. I just, you know, they, I understand that a baby that survives an abortion, comes out of the womb, can now be
0: killed. Oh. And they, they cheered that. Yeah, they're already doing that. It's, it's terrible. It reminds us of a Nazi Germany, where they were cheering when Jewish babies were put to death, and Jews and uh, others, so... It's really kind of interesting, but you said a priest had said something about it.
1: Yeah, uh, let's see, the, let's see what did he say? Oh he said, it. Uh, I, I heard this second hand, but I heard that uh, a Roman Catholic priest, when he heard about it, or when he saw the cheers, it reminded him of, of hell cheering. That's right, mm-hmm. because hell was cheering at the foot of the cross. Right. Until Jesus descended into hell and showed them what they'd done wrong. Yeah,
0: exactly. Then <laughs> they were no longer cheering. Yeah, it's just amazing. But as I've often said, every time we sin, God puts an automatic a result of that sin. And sometimes after a woman has an abortion, it may take four, five, six years, but then she starts feeling guilty as she realizes uh, the murder she has committed. Yes, and she needs to hear to the gospel. You know, we, we
1: we want the gospel to predominate, but these people that have no remorse, no penitence whatsoever, no, repentance. they need to hear. They need to hear the law. That's right. That's exactly But, but, but right. you're right. I, you know, we 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 empathize with those women that re, that have their sincere regrets. Um, I had a woman come into my office once, a long years ago, and and. Uh, and she was weeping over the fact of her abortion. Yes, Boy, you, you give them the gospel. They
0: need to hear the gospel. Because the law Forgetting. has had its effect. It sure has, yes. Yeah, that's what is important about law and gospel. Law is supposed to put you into despair right? over your right. Uh, possibility. Yeah. I've just started the Heidelberg Disputation at two churches that I'm uh, going to, and that was the, the first one. The law of God is very salutary, but if it's used wrong, it sends you to hell. Yeah, that's right. And it's used wrong by thinking that you can actually be saved yeah. by it. And this is something we have to get across to our, our people in the pew. Uh, one individual, I was saying that, don't try and follow the Ten Commandments, you know, as a way of salvation. No, that's right. And they're, not, they're not intended to, to be our way of salvation at all. A guy put up his hand and said, so I don't have to obey the Ten Commandments? No, that's not it either. But then, you see, when I'm learning, you have to give an analogy to help people understand that. And I said, um, well, he has children. And I say, do you tell your children that if they want to be your child, they have to wash the car, do the dishes, clean their room, and cut the lawn? No, they're already my child. That's right. And so all those works have nothing to do with their becoming your child. And that's so simple to understand that God the Father, none of our works have anything to do with our becoming a member of the family of God. Because we're adopted. That's right. So we're grafted an, in. Analogies are important. So, Son of God, eternal Savior. That's kind of um, really something that was going against the false teaching of the early church. Uh, and even Joel Witnesses believe that Jesus is what? Some kind of. They, a, well, I've always heard that they, they believe he's the Son of God, yes. but that he's not equal to God. That's right. He's not God himself. No, no, no. And he was part of creation. Right. But this here destroys that son of God, eternal savior. And he's the source of life and truth and grace. He's the source himself. Now, do you recall what human beings who are believers are referred to? Are are we eternal? No, where's, I think it's
1: sep-eternal. Semi. Sep, sep-eternal, I think. Oh. That um, means we have a beginning. Yes. But we have an immortal soul that exactly. lives on and on and on.
0: In contrast to God who has no beginning. Right. But He's eternal. Talk about a matter of faith. Because you can't even get your head wrapped no. around that. No. Eternity. It is. Yes. It's, Somebody, uh, one child asked her mother with her father standing nearby, um, if God is father, who is his father? And she thought that was such a wonderful question and then the father mentioned, oh, I think it was Ben Gazzara. <laughs> <laughs> ben Gazzara. <laughs> I know, it was from really <laughs> <laughs> No, that's really part of faith. That, that's why you can't use reason. To get somebody no. to believe because no. God is totally unreasonable when when it comes to our own reason. But he's source of life and truth and grace. Source of life. How's he source of life? Everything everything was created by him. Excellent. Plus everything that's fallen is restored back through him. That's right. Yes. He's the Redeemer. Um I'll read stanza two. As you, Lord, have lived for others, so may we for others live. Freely have your gifts been granted. Freely may your servants give. Yours the gold and yours the silver. Yours the wealth of land and sea. We but stewards of your bounty held in solemn trust will be. Now, if you're talking to a child, they may not understand the word steward. No. What would that be? Somebody who's a servant who's merely been entrusted
1: for the temporary keeping of the the treasures.
0: Yes. Whatever they may be. Yeah, some people are so rich that they hire bankers or managers to manage their money and this sort of thing. Yeah, really, uh, gold and silver, that's pretty, anarchistic for for us you know it's it's
1: you well, know you don't see you don't see too much gold and silver these days oh you see advertisements all the time Either that is true yeah yeah but uh, but we don't get our hands on the gold and silver very much that's what i'm saying
0: well maybe you do uh no. <laughs> That's why I don't need a manager because when you don't have hardly anything it's not hard to do. You don't it. need a steward. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I need is somebody to follow my wife so she doesn't go to certain stores all the time. <laughs> yes. So this is where we get into society. This actually is found in the Bible, but it's not one of the Bible verses mentioned at the bottom. As you, Lord, have lived for others, so may we for others live. I'm thinking of Philippians. Uh-huh. You know. Can you quote it? No. But, uh, <laughs> well, sure. He became humiliated. Uh-huh. He humbled
1: himself. And became obedient unto death, even
0: death of the cross. Very good. And then God exalted him. Right.
1: Highly exalted.
0: And remember that section begins, let this mind be in you, you know. Yeah. Though Though he were rich,
1: yet for our sakes became poor.
0: Yes, and he didn't have to become God. He already was God. Right. And so, Paul then takes that knowledge and applies it to us. That we should always be looking out for the interest of others. And that's precisely what this is saying. As you live for others, so may, you, may we for others live. Freely have your gifts been granted. Freely may your servants give. Now, that word freely is really important here because a lot of people, when they give to church, they think they're giving their own money. Yeah. <laughs> God loves a cheerful giver we freely give. Yes. It's not
1: by compulsion, you know, I mean, it's it's not under duress. excellent. But it's motivated by the love that God has poured down upon us.
0: And yet, how many even Lutherans believe, boy, I gave a pretty good offering this week, I guess I'll have more blessings. No, no. No, God (laughs) doesn't work that way at all. He does that in spite of our meager gifts. Uh, Blessings are gonna come whether you give or whether you don't give once you're a child of God. And sometimes those blessings are suffering in order to bring us back to him. Uh, That's really big in the Heidelberg Disputation where God uses suffering in order that he To draw us closer. In fact, Job says, even if he puts me to death, I will still trust him. That's right. Yeah, that's really. And Paul rejoices in the pains and the sufferings because it draws him closer to Jesus. All right, stanza three.
1: Come, O Christ, and reign among us, king of love and prince of peace. Hush the storm of strife and passion. Bid its cruel discord cease. By your patient years of toiling, by your silent hours of pain, quench our fevered thirst of pleasure. Stem our selfish greed of gain. I love that verse. By your patient
0: years of toiling, by your silent hours of pain. Yeah. That's the cross. That's the cross. In fact, that's what we say in the Apostles' Creed. You know. Right. It starts not with the cross, but with the conception. Yeah. yeah a state of, you're talking about a state of humiliation. Right. The state of humiliation. In fact, somebody asked me that. I think it was open mic Friday. What's the difference between humiliation and embarrassment? I say, well, sometimes they mean the same thing. If I do something wrong, I'm humiliated and embarrassed. But in Jesus' case, that really comes from the word humble. Right. And to humble means to set aside what you have the right to use for the purpose of serving others. Yes. And that's what he did. Yeah, only he didn't, Tom, remember, he didn't set it aside. He
1: simply did not use it. Well, that's right. His his divine, yeah. his divine yeah. omniscience and his almightiness, all of that was accessible to him, but he did not use it.
0: That's right, I've corrected you yes. a number of yes. times on that. H. Richard Klan
1: is the one that really instilled that
0: into me. Yes, uh, that was a professor at Concordia Seminary St. Louis. Uh, one of the deepest ones yes. that we ever had. Yes. You know, and so. Um, yeah, we, we, we won't forget those interesting Episodes in his classroom, really. He'd ask a question and spend the whole time listening to our answers and <laughs> disregarding yeah. every one of that them. That is not correct at no, all. No, that <laughs> is not correct. Well, what is correct?
1: I had him say once to me, says, that is exactly what we don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a way of, you talk about humiliation, state oh, Yeah, state he had a way of humbling the student.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, that was he had some great conversations. For some reason, I was able to get on his good side. Yes, somehow. <laughs> well, I had majored in philosophy uh-huh. at the senior college, and that's what he. Oh really. yes, yes. So uh, a lot of times he'd be saying something that others weren't understanding because they didn't have a philosophical background. <laughs> And um, I, I would back him up and stuff. So. <laughs> yes, that's <what> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so oh, I, really I still
0: cool. laugh when I think about those episodes in his class. <laughs> oh well, the funniest one that ever happened: <laughs> Randy Golter was in his <laughs> class, <laughs> and um, he was going around naming names. And Randy Golter, and he said, "Are you related to Goltermund?" <laughs> and Randy said, "No." And I said to Randy afterwards, you should have looked at him and said, are you related to Klansman? <laughs> <laughs> and he would have got a D. <laughs> yes, he would have. you had been lucky to get that. <laughs> yes, he'd be out of the class. Yeah, but boy, he was one of the faithful five oh, who yes. stayed. Stayed at, after, during the walkout. Then During yes. the walkout, he refused to walk out. Yeah. That was excellent. There is a phrase here that I think a lot of people miss in this uh, hymn, King of Love. And we're gonna talk about it at greater length tomorrow during the Bible study. Uh, On Wednesdays, folks, some congregations are meeting at 9.30 to listen to a Bible study I'm doing and then they talk about it from 10 to 10.30 on their own. So they're there about an hour and in fact, the uh, gentleman who was doing it at the one church I'm aware of said uh, almost half the congregation shows up for it. No kidding. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, but
0: that's fun. Well, there's five people in the congregation. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> no, there's more than that. <laughs> but we're going to talk about this as to what love is. Um, I'm hoping not too many people are listening right now. But after Paul says the wonderful gifts are being that of a apostle, a teacher, an administrator, a worker of miracles, tongues, etc., and I'm going to tell you the what he says the more excellent way. You would think he would jump to pastors, yes, but he doesn't.
1: The, see, that's the passage that Though we speak in the tongues of men and angels, and but have not everything. charity.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what is charity? Love. Love. So, we're going to go over tomorrow what love is, yes. which I don't believe a lot of even Lutherans understand when God uses the word love. They think it's a strong feeling towards right. someone or a really like towards them. But what's the, what's the different types of love? Filio, Eros, and Agape. And Agape. Agape is the purest form of love. Except Eros, believe it or not, never appears in the Bible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ophelia is from Philadelphia, the city of? Brotherly love. So that's the kind of love you'd have towards a brother that you wouldn't have towards a stranger. But agape is that love that is a sacrificial love towards even your enemy. Right. And that's what's used in For God So Loved the The World. World. He gave his only begotten son, yes. Stanza four.
1: Son of God, eternal Savior, source of life and truth and grace, word made flesh whose birth among us hallows all our human race. By your praying, by your willing, by your that your people should be one, grant, O oh, grant, our hope's fruition. Here on earth, your will be done. It's did, another great verse, another great stanza.
0: Well, did you notice it's the same as verse 1? Uh no is it yes is it exactly the same except near the end yeah by your praying by your willing that's by. the only new part yeah right but all the rest is the same yeah, you're right What's well, a great hymn i love the hymn I, I use it a lot you do yes oh yes and um you'll be using it this sunday then. probably yeah <laughs> you haven't decided your sermon yet uh, no, I'm s-
1: still working. I've got a wedding this week, so I've I've got to get that message together, too. Who are you marrying? A couple.
0: Oh, my. Friends of the congregation. Oh, I thought you Friends, were getting married. Friends of the congregation. Oh, yes. yes. Excellent, excellent. Um, Yeah, the uh, big deal is, of course, the gospel for this coming week, where there's a spirit of an unclean individual... And also the demons come out of many crying, you are the son of God. And he tells them, be quiet. Yes. That's 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 interesting. uh, Yes. But back to stanza four, by your praying, by your willing that your people should be one. What does that mean? By your praying, by your willing. When did he pray about that? Oh yeah,
1: that was his high priestly prayer.
0: Exactly. In,
1: uh, yes, I usually kind of I think of that as connected with the Gethsemane. Am I correct in that? When when was that high? No, was no. that on the way out to uh, Gethsemane? When did he pray that high priestly, or was that still in the upper room?
0: It might have been the upper room. I can't recall right now. Right off, I don't know. If, I
1: was, think it's John, isn't it? I I think it's Gospel John. He's not real specific as to when he says that prayer.
0: And uh, the high priestly prayer says what? What's a good summary? Oh. That the people would be one. Right, right. That's and, part of it. And that uh, definitely the devil would be overcome, et cetera. And uh, it's a prayer, but it includes also Gentiles. It also prays for us. Yes. It prays for us. Uh, he says,
1: he says, I pray not only for those Uh, those disciples, but those who would believe through the disciples, through the apostles' words. And that includes us. We've come to faith through the words of the apostles. Why do they call it high priestly? Well, it's, of course, Jesus. He's himself the victim and
0: himself the priest. Yes. He's about to become the sacrifice on the cross. Well said, that he's the highest priest. And unlike the other priests who had to do sacrifices every day, Yeah. He only did one. That's right. And that was sufficient. That's exactly right. Yeah, this is where we disagree with the Roman Catholics. That's a resacrifice sacrifice uh, Lord's Supper each no, time. No, no. that was a one-time. enters the Holy sufficient. of Holies. Yep. Passes into the, uh, ha- has accomplished
1: the sacrifice.
0: Now, them. one word that kids may not understand, grant, O oh grant, our hopes, fruition. fruition.
1: Yeah, fruition. Okay.
0: That's, What's a synonym for that? Our hope's fruition, our hopes bearing fruit, um, yeah, very good,
1: bearing fruit, our desire, yeah coming coming to uh, culmination
0: yeah when you when you plant an apple seed, you're not just looking for new limbs to show up right, but also to bear fruit to bear fruit, and so our hope is that the words that we're saying will bear fruit, where. Here on earth your will be done. What does that remind you of? Uh, any prayer? Oh, thy kingdom come on, on
1: earth as it is in heaven. Yes, yes. very good. Yeah. It's called the Lord's Prayer. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, where is your church? Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, we're just south of the Watson and New Sappington uh, Road intersection. And uh, 8646 New Sappington Road, we're in Crestwood. And we have services uh, Saturday evening at, at 5 p.m. and Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We'd love to have you. I teach a Bible class Sunday morning uh, after the service. Uh, we're studying Revelation. Friend, small but very friendly uh, confessional church.
0: Yes. Yeah, I I've, I've been there for a number of your Bible studies. I was leading Revelation using Brighton's book. Uh no, actually we were using the LifeLight material. Oh yeah. Which is very good. Exactly. But you're right. I use Brighton's book too. Tom Baker and Mark Smith tomorrow, Bible study. It'll be on 1 Corinthians 13.